Game Changers is sponsored by Music Master Scheduling. Look, I don't need to tell you with your three job titles that today is all about working smart and fast, and this is where Music Master is so important. They can provide levels of customization that have made them the industry leaders for over three decades now. You can create your own user tools, which can launch applications or websites within the program as you're putting the log together. Software that allows you to edit audio directly and make changes instantly are all part of the service. Music Master now has version 7 ready to go, where you can add as many custom tools as you need, which will give you more time and more hours in the day to do those 400 other jobs that you're expected to complete. Just like your station, each and every Music Master database is unique. One size does not fit all when it comes to Music Master. Check out version 7 at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a podcast that explores the world of radio and audio communication. Here's your host, Craig Bruce. Today on the podcast, we're heading back to episode three of Game Changers, where I was lucky enough to spend some time with Eddie McGuire, and here we talk about the construction of the hot breakfast and how it became such a success. I'll ask you a question. When we got to a six, I think you guys were doing a, doing oh, a we cartwheel. Were, oh, yes, and and uh, and we, I mean, at a three, when you when your station is a three and has been for a period of time, you can't even imagine a six. Yeah, so I mean, a six was, and and you know, oddly enough, we we bought a car. Uh, two weeks before, the week before I agreed to come back to Triple M. And uh, the guy came out from Lexus to program the radio stations on the car. And my wife said to him, you know, he put in all the stations and there were six of them. And she said, what about Triple M? And he laughed. He said, Triple M? No one listens to Triple M. And I'm standing there thinking I'm about to go back and do the breakfast show here and wondering, Jesus, is this ever going to work? But, so but that, but it was a big time. For all of your life, though, <laughs> from, from being the only person in your family not to uh, barrack for Essendon. Now, you've, you've gone against the odds right from the start, haven't you? So, I suppose when you look at it like that, I have been a bit ornery over the, so, over the situation. So I reckon that that, that three share was even more juicy oh, of for you. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, that's the rocky story writ large, isn't it? You know, I come back from Sydney, uh, down at the uh, back at Triple M, people laughing, and I know this was going on, people laughing at you that have a look how the mighty have fallen. He's doing the breakfast show that he was doing 20 years ago on the crappiest station in Melbourne, and uh, let's see how he goes, you know, and uh, it's a long way back from here, pal, and uh, I have no doubt, I mean, I know that that was the situation, and I know that I was, you know, I was getting warehoused at nine at the time as well, and it was a pretty dark and lonely moment for you when you've, you know, when you've been to the top of the mountain, you like the view, and uh, when you're back uh, below base camp again, uh, you, you think, geez, it's hard to get back up there. You've said to me before, Craig, you never lose confidence, you lose confidence. That's have right. you lost confidence at that point? And did you, or have you at any stage in your career second guessed yourself and, 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 yeah, lost a degree no, of confidence? No, I, I must admit, I didn't, I didn't get, lose my confidence. What I did, though, was I was probably raging. I was raging at that stage. Um, you know, I was on and uh, I needed to just get back in there and calm down again and, and, and you know, get back on the field. You know, it's like the injured player sitting up in the stand. You can see where the ball's going, but you can't get out there and play. And so I was, I probably wasted a year that I should have gone overseas and relaxed by, uh, you know, punching myself up, wanting to get back on air, wanting to do shows, pitching shows. And it wasn't quite right at that stage anyway. And uh, But ultimately, you know, it did take coming back to Triple M to get back on. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember when, when I started the first headline about Hot Seat was Hot Seat Runs Cold. So the uh, the headlines were, were ready to go. Now, you know, Hot Seat eventually ran very hot and continues to run hot. Hot breakfast, uh, you know, my own station, Channel 9, made a big deal of the first uh, radio ratings to kick me to death yep and uh you know that 
of all the things at that stage that happened, that was the one that uh, probably narrowed my eyes again. I thought, right, okay, <laughs> it's on. Uh, it's us against the world again. And uh, so in a lot of ways, that was great because it made me focus in on, on Triple M's hot breakfast. And I knew that I'd be judged by how this show would perform. How, how important has Mick been to the final piece of the puzzle in terms of the, the you know, the show has that indefinable thing, which is an, an unpro, unprogrammable thing yeah. being chemistry and rapport. Totally. And you can hear it and it's real. Mick's uh, an integral part. Yep. And you know what? And you know, he was, you know, my first choice yep. that uh, we wanted to get him. And I think what was great as well was that Mick had been sent to Coventry as, uh, at that stage. Uh, he was uh, He was another one on the scrap heap. And uh, I'd worked with Mick on the D generation. Uh, I'd watched his shows. I'd listened to him with uh, with Tony uh, Martin, and uh, I knew just how good this guy was. And I knew that he fitted us because he loved his sport, loved his footy. He was irreverent. He was uh, prepared to you know, give take me on, but take me on because we had a, a, a mutual absolute respect. mutual yeah. respect, more than a respect, an admiration, yep. mutual admiration. And in doing so. You know, I also knew that he, he has got a very giving and gentle soul. Yeah, he does. And so in doing that, we knew that, you know, we both, it's one of those ones, we, we both know how to win on this medium and we both needed to start from a low base and uh, probably with a, a lot of uh, detractors and a few people hoping that we'd fall on our heads. So uh, it wasn't as if we, uh, we went into the corner together and uh, said, right, let's go. We knew innately what was required, and we believed we had the right team. And uh, you know, the first couple of times we we worked together, it was it, look to me. It reminded me of um, the magic that was able to be conjured when I started working with Sam, Sam Newman. Newman yep. And uh, in a lot of ways, not too dissimilar. In a lot of ways, they, they're their own people. They're very giving. They're both as generous as a performer as you could possibly have on air. And I think what makes our show, The Hot Breakfast, work is that you've got Mick, who is his own person and a star, who has written hit movies, has been in, he's won ARIA awards, uh, he's one of the great stand-up comics, he's one of the great personalities in the history of radio now. Yeah. I mean, his longevity and number of shows Track record is makes him pretty big. Yep. You've got Luke Darcy, who was an All-Australian footballer, captain of the Western Bulldogs, uh, a great caller in his own right, and the... Uh, You've got me there as well, yet the three of us have no ego mm. on the show. And that's not because that's, you know, sometimes when people say there's no ego, that's the greatest form of self-flattery and, and egotism. But <laughs> there generally isn't because all we do is whatever works for the show, whatever idea, whoever has the idea as the chairman of the meeting, whoever is uh, on a roll has the microphone and the rest of us are there chipping in, maybe taking on a different direction. But ultimately, we all know each other's body language and uh, probably a mindset these days that uh, we get to the punchline eventually and uh, we know that it's all about entertaining the people who are in the cars on the way to work this is radio game changers follow craig on twitter at cb underscore bruce so we've got an audience listening at the moment. A lot of them would be coming through the ranks and, and starting out and, and, you know, radio uh, uh, fanboys and girls that yep. are listening to this at the moment and they're all thinking, how do I control alt-delete this thing and just do exactly what Ed's done? How can, is there a shortcut to this? What am I doing here? Yeah, never become jaded. Never become jaded. I can't believe the amount of people who are desperate to get into the media and then as soon as they get into the media, they spend their life bitching and moaning to other people in the media about how bad the media is or how the golden years of radio were five years ago. I've heard that since 1982. 
I remember when I started Channel 10, cameraman to, oh, well, in the old days, we used to have this, <laughs> you know. The, the golden days of the media are today, mm. you know. It's what's happening today. Well, you've got a microphone that's on its live, you create the magic. And the golden era is what comes out of your yap or out of your team or what you come up with. So the key is to not be jaded, to get up every day. And I know I still do this. When the alarm goes off, I hit the shower. You know, I've already read the papers. I've conversed with uh, Jay so these days mainly by text just to see how you know what's on, what do we want to do, something at the opening of the show. But as soon as I turn the shower on, and I use that literally as a, as a mechanism, as soon as the back of my head gets hit with the shower, and I have it lined up now, I've got a radio on my shower and all the rest of it so I can hear international feeds that I'm listening to, news reports from overseas or whatever's going on, so that I don't waste that uh, you know 10 minutes in the shower to wake up. And doesn't matter what happens when the alarm goes, two feet on the ground, get up, get in the shower. But as soon as it hits, you come alive. And then you go out and, you know, some people come to breakfast radio and tracks it. I come in in my, my suit because I've got to work, but I also set myself. So I have my shave, I get myself right, I put my tie on, I do it properly, I put my suit on and I walk out the door and I'm on. So whatever's happening, and when I'm driving, I'm looking to see what's going on in, in, in the cars. I'm listening to other radio stations to pick up last-minute things. I'm checking out, you know, when I, when I pull up uh, in, at, the, at the car park, checking the last bits, looking at Victoria Police. Is there anything breaking that we need to know about? Come up, and we're ready to go. And as soon as the light comes on, bang, you're away. So really that's it, I think, is to continue to be uh, inquiring, um, if you get sick of the job, go and do something else yep. because there are plenty of people who aren't going to be sick of it and uh, the best people are the people that I've seen who can endure by being fresh every day. And, uh, you know, I mentioned some people earlier. Mick Malloy comes in prepared every day. Off you the know, long run. Up. Off the long run, he's got plenty. Bruce McAvaney calls the football as if it's the grand final every time he goes out. Dennis Cometti has been doing it for years, but Dennis turns up ready to play every time. Luke Darcy turns up for work, right to go. Jay Mueller in our office. So we've got a, a team that doesn't have to be motivated. In fact, sometimes we have to be pulled back. But the best in the business turn up ready to go. And there's no fluke that Alan Jones has been a superstar in Sydney. There's no fluke that Neil Mitchell has been a star in Melbourne, that Ross and John on 3AW continue to do it because they know what they need to do and they do it and they do it consistently. They, uh, there's a great quote from uh, Bruce Springsteen, and I won't get it exactly right, but it's yeah. along the lines of, um, you know, building a fan base is really hard. It requires a consistency of thought, action, and purpose over a long period of time. And that, you know, really does sum up your career from the the young lad who bor- <laughs> borrowed his brother's suit on the on the way into the Herald but, Sun. You know, it's it's very that, that uh, line you use about Bruce Springsteen is 100 percent right because if you've got fans who care. Well, you want, to, you want to care yourself, otherwise they get the vibe pretty quickly. You know, people aren't mugs. I think this is the – there's an old saying in media that you never go broke underestimating the intelligence of your audience. That comes from the sales department, not from the, not from the production department. You go broke very quickly underestimating the intelligence. They know if you're a fake. They know if you're not trying. They know if you're just dialing in the show. Um, you know, we, you know, in recent times, you know, Madonna's come to town and all the rest of it, people are saying, mm, you know what, yep. we're not copping that rubbish. You know, this is all show, no go. Um, it's the same on, on air. People will tell within two minutes whether you're not on on that particular day. And you're not on every time. You have a bad show sometimes. But uh, they'll know. But they'll, they'll forgive you a couple. But they'll know if it becomes a trend. And uh, people, as I said, unless they are getting something for their investment, they won't hang in there. Why would they? Go somewhere else. 
Ed, as always, it's great to spend time with you and I appreciate it so much. You're an inspiration certainly to me and the, the time we had together at Triple M will always be a really special time in my career and appreciate your time today, mate. Good on you, Craig. And the other thing is, I mean, you, you, were, you were absolutely a, a huge part of putting together the hot breakfast and you came in with great advice and I think the other key part to that is you weren't afraid to give that advice, not from a lecturing point of view, but hey guys, have you thought about it like this? And it was taken on board. And I think the other thing is that when I watch people like Mick Malloy and Luke Darcy, and I hope that I'm, you know, categorised in the same way, that sometimes when you're told things, it's you may not want to hear it. It may make you blanch, but you go away and you consider it and you take it on board. And nine times out of ten, you go, you know what, there's a bit of truth in all that, and uh, I'll take it. Maybe not be the 100% of it, but you take a fair bit of it. So, uh, you know, uh, this has been a collegiate team this is yeah, okay it's uh, my name's on the marquee but this has been an absolute collegiate uh, enterprise and going back to your earlier question far better to have team success and share it with good people than it is to have the individual success and uh, and maybe let it uh, get on top of you or, or or run away with you with your brains um so it, it's been a, a wonderful thing Good on you go the pies thanks craig over 150 radio and television stations are programming their playlists with Music Master in Australia. It's everywhere and it works. It's about working smarter and working faster with Music Master scheduling. Check out version 7 at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a Bad Producer Productions podcast. Edited by Clint Bryce. Research and production support from Kate Mead. Subscribe now at radiogamechangers.com. Like us on Facebook. And follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce.